my grandfather's grandfather's name was Khan, which is an African's word for go. So we personalized it in our own language and we said it's Khan. It's nice to be here today telling my story. Actually, I prepared a story to tell, but now there's another story that's coming that I'm going to tell, not the one that I prepared. Hello, I'm Francine, and welcome to Disc Cafe Rewind. We are the Dutch International Storytelling Center, bringing you stories from our cafes. You know you're in for a special moment when the storyteller drops everything they've prepared and tells something spontaneously from the heart. Hi, my name's Connor. I'm so happy today to bring you this spontaneously told story from our friend and fellow storyteller from South Africa, Nolu Babalu Rani. I'm Nolu from Balisanati Storytelling Collective. It's a company that uh, creates space for storytellers to tell their stories in Cape Town. And I'm also one of the hosts of the Story Club Cape Town. Also, it's the space where storytellers come together once every month, every last Wednesday of the month to come and tell their stories. But yeah, because of lockdown, we are still closed, all these activities. Mm. What else? Uh, you, you should know. You will know me by my story. Ah. I grew up in the Eastern Cape. It's one of the provinces in South Africa. And it is considered one of the poorest provinces in our country. But we don't see it as poor because it's our home. We are rich. We are coming from there. I grew up with my grandfather and my two siblings. My aunt was there. My mother was working in Johannesburg. As a little girl, I started school as everybody else in the village. We used to walk about 20 kilometers to and from the school. There were no shoes on our feet. We didn't know that we were poor. We were just happy that we were going to school. And when we went to school, it was the first time we went to school, we met the principal. We didn't have even the birth certificate. But what we had, the principal said, you just put your hand around your head. If you can touch the other ear, you'll be accepted in sub A, which is great art these days. We enjoy going to school. And we grew up becoming little girls, 10 year old, 12 year old. And in our community, there's a custom. They call it Ukutwala. It's where little girls are being married to older men, old enough to be their grandfathers, old enough to be their fathers, to be their big brothers. Because a 12 year old man will never marry. I used to have a friend. 
my friend was beautiful, light-skinned, and a little chubby. She was so joyful, a very happy child. I loved her so much. Every day we would walk together to school and from school we will go to the river together, we will go to the forest to fetch wood together, we will play together with other children in the village. But the only thing, she looked older than us, but we were 12 years old. We were all 12 years old. And we knew that one day, there will come a day that one of us will be taken away. That one of us will be taken from us and being married to that old man. Because we knew that we were poor. And one day, that fateful afternoon, as we were coming from school, kicking stones, playing, taking some dust and throwing it at each other, running after each other, happy. And all of a sudden, we came to a field. The grass was long. As we were walking, we heard some voices. We tried to listen. And one of us, another little girl just said, run. And we started running towards our home. We were still far. My friend could not run fast. Three men came out of that tall grass and they grabbed her. She was kicking, screaming, shouting, and doing whatever she can to free herself. I looked back and I knew what was happening. I knew that my friend was gone. There was nothing I could do. The only thing that I couldn't think of was running home to her mother, to tell her mother that they have taken her. As I was running, I saw her mother sitting in front of her heart. She was stamping millies to cook them. And when I got there, she stood up because she had her when she was calling for help. I said, Mama, 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 Bantatile. They have taken her. Mama, they have taken her. She looked at me. She went inside the house. And she said, Divile, which means I heard. She left me standing there, not knowing what to do. I turned back and went home. I looked for my grandfather around the village. I found her in one of the houses where there was a, a traditional ceremony. I was crying. I went to him. I told him what happened. And he looked at me. And he said, I know. And it's not going to happen to you. I had to trust my grandfather to protect me. I didn't know how. Because it's our culture. It's our tradition. But I trusted him that he will protect me. Yes, I looked small for a 12-year-old. But I didn't know what the future holds for me. 
the following day, I walked alone to school. And the teachers already knew that one of us was taken. They could do nothing. Even the village chief cannot do anything. She was gone. When we were coming back from school, playing, I saw her carrying a bucket of water on her head, coming to fresh water, wearing a long skirt, a Makoti skirt, with a duke around her head, with a blanket over her shoulder. And I looked at my friend. I knew she wanted to come and play with us, but she was married now. She could not do that. She left school. We continued going to school until we passed our standard seven. And it was time for us to go to high school. At about that time, I think she was 20. She already had about three kids. Some of us were going to university. Some of us were going to work. We were going to urban areas, to Johannesburg, to Cape Town, to look for jobs. But she was stuck there. The only thing, because her mother was a widow. Because I knew if he had a father, or if a mother was rich, that could not have happened to her. 20 years later, I hear someone calling me at Site Citex rank. And I knew the name. It was only her who called me with that name. And I looked back and I saw an old woman. I looked. I knew it was her. I went to her. I hugged her. I cried. And then I looked at her. I asked her what happened. And she said, life happens. She looked like a 60-year-old woman. The man had left her. And she's now looking for a job. Yes, her children have grown up, but now she has to start again because of our culture. And when I look back, I was one of the lucky ones. She was not the only one. A lot of girls, they lost their childhood because of that. Am I lucky? I don't know. Am I really fortunate? I don't know. But here I am telling that story. That as a girl from the Eastern Cape, I survived. Young girls, even today, are still going through that tradition. We were told not to question our tradition, not to question our culture. But here I am telling my story 
and thank you so much. Thank you for listening today. If you like these stories and want to hear more of them, go to the website discstorytelling.com to learn about our upcoming storytelling cafes, courses and more.